Hello and welcome to Open All Ours. This is a, a, a Tiger Cub special, so um, it's all pos positive vibes till till after when we talk about the football anyway. But no, I'm only joking. But this is um, this is going to be a celebration of the Tiger Feet 12 Walk, which happens on Saturday. Uh, which, for those who don't know, raises money for QPR's team for children with Down syndrome. Mm. Um, and I've got a very special guest as well as well. I've got two special, three special guests. Haven't Finney. <laughs> um, Finney's going to join us in a little bit. I'm joined by James Doe, um, who, um, after I mentioned Lois to him, my daughter, who's going to come on in a second, um, actually had the idea of setting up the Tiger Feet Walk in the first place. So welcome, James. Hi, great to be back here, Chris. <laughs> yeah. And he's also the founder of Non-League Day, so very busy boy. Good man. Uh, and we're also joined by legendary player and QPR ambassador, an all-round good guy, Andy Sinton. How are you doing, Andy? I'm very good, Chris. And James, great to see you. Lewis, uh, lovely to see you on the on the call. Um, yep, looking forward to the weekend. Everything's good. Excellent. Yeah. And yeah, I haven't introduced her formally, but this is my daughter, Lois. Say hello. Hi. Hello. Oh, yeah. Um, so first of all, tell us, who's your favourite team, Lois? QPR. QPR. And who's your favourite player? Charlie Austin. Charlie Austin. And what, what, what do you do when you, when, when you, when you get excited, when, when you think Charlie Austin's going to score? What do you do? Come on, what do you say? Charlie Austin. Come on, go on. Come on, Charlie Austin. <laughs> <laughs> no. Now, just by way of introduction, um, the, the reason Lois is here is because basically Tiger Feet, wouldn't have happened without her. She, she was born with Down syndrome in 2008. Um, I wrote a little article for the BBC when I found out there was a, um, a QPR team for kids with Down syndrome, because obviously that ticks all the boxes. And then James picked up the baton, didn't you, James, and, and thought you might do something. So you pick up the story from there. Yeah, so I mean, also saw the Tiger Feet, uh, sorry, the Tiger Cubs in action on a pitch. Uh, I think it was a game against Barnsley. Um, probably around 2009 or something like that, 2010. I remember coming to you and saying, hey, Chris, let's, you know, why don't we do something like this? And we could just walk to an away game or something like that. And I think we went to the club and proposed the idea and they were all over it. And uh, we went for Crystal Palace on year one, I believe. Yeah. And uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, it was great. Well, actually, I've I, I just got to stop you there. You suggested we should do a run, first of all. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was one of several people who balked at that idea. So uh, it, it turned into a walk, which I'm uh, eternally grateful for. Um, Lois, now listen, before you go, um, because you've got bedtime soon, haven't you? Yeah. So um, what would you like to say to the QPR fans out there? I think you've written it down, haven't you? Yeah. I hope you're doing well. Stay healthy and stay safe stay bright I stay think. bright stay bright um yeah. and um, what should people do um to, to to if they want to give money to the tiger feet where what should they do google tiger feet 12 google tiger feet 12 that's exactly okay. right um and before you go what's your favorite things you like to do my favorite things is playing with my friends school athletics tiktok and final Ooh. question are qpr going to beat fulham on saturday yes good okay Lois. You're free to go. Say bye-bye. Bye. 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 Hello. Hello. <laughs> and she's off to TikTok, Lovely. probably. Um, <laughs> Oi, shut the door. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so as I said, that was, uh, without that, like, without Lois, the, the, the whole thing wouldn't have happened. Um, and Andy, you've been on a few walks now, and I know it's, a, it's part of the club that you're very proud of, the Tiger Cubs. 
uh, I, I, I'm, first of all, I'm really looking forward to Saturday again after a couple of years when we haven't been able to do it. I think I've done probably four, five, six, maybe. I can't remember the, the count. I, I really, uh, really look forward to the event. You know, it's, uh, you know, whether it's 10 mile, 13 mile that we've done in the past, where we're walking to from, that's always, that's almost uh, irrelative for me, you know, to, to walk with 30, 40, 50, as we've had in the past with, you know, Rangers fans who've supported the club for many, many years through thick and thin, you know, um, to walk those miles and just the chats about, you know, past and present, how great a club we are, the, the difficult times we've seen, the, the great performances, the poor performances, the great players, the great teams, you know, before you know it, the full five hours, the 13 mile goes very, very quickly. But um, now it's brilliant. I'm absolutely... I feel humbled and I feel privileged to to support the event. Brilliant work from um, from James and yourself, Chris, and everyone who got behind it many, many years ago. And I can only see it growing from strength to strength over many years. Our fans love it. They support it, and quite rightly so. It's a quite brilliant cause. And uh, as I say, if I can help in a tiny, tiny way, I'm absolutely thrilled to be asked to do it. Yeah, James, it has grown, hasn't it? I mean, since we did that first walk, I mean, it was Crystal Palace, as I recall, we were we were in the doodah, really, and Neil Warnock had just taken over, and yeah. uh, we, we had a we had a two 0 win, didn't we? And there was um, there was a there was a few of us on there, but uh, I mean, since then, players have got involved, and and it took a while before that happened, but it's kind of snowballed, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. I mean, in the second year we did it, I remember it was the big game at Watford where we clinched promotion. Yeah, so the atmosphere that day was quite special. I mean, it was—I think it's the longest walk we might have done. That one, yes, it was about fifteen miles, and it was yeah. a blazing hot day. And yeah, I mean, the chat on the on the walks is amazing. You meet some, you know, different fans that you've you've never met before, and you probably keep in touch with afterwards. The stories are great, as Andy was saying, and you know, you get to walk with club legends like Andy and other people <laughs> like that as well, Mark Bertram and all these other great people. Which yeah, you never Andy, Andy will be there on Saturday, and, and Mark Mark's also um, making an appearance. He's also been brilliant supporting this. We've just been joined by Paul Finney, by the way. That's oh, another legend. So, <laughs> another legend. That's why it's been so quiet up till now. Paul, how are you? Oh, what a what a day! Okay, so that's enough about that. Anyway, <laughs> carry on. No, so I was, we were just talking about the walk. So I mean, you've been yeah. on most of all of them, haven't you? And um, it, it's quite a cathartic experience. It's quite, you know, as well as raising the money, as we were just saying, you're just you're chewing the fat with all sorts of people you wouldn't normally talk to. Do you know what? It's it, it's humbling. It's an experience, but it's also what this club's about. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like I'm not surprised QPR do this. I know it sounds like we do this every year. We talk about it, James. We're not surprised, are we? This is the sort of club we are. We we, we look after our own. And we do the right thing. And it is, and it, it just, yeah, I actually really enjoy it. I don't enjoy the blisters because <laughs> I, I, don't do, I don't do any fitness. And I'm always the one that's mourned about not going to a pub. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I take it we're going to a pub this week, are we? Or... <laughs> well, we'll, 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 uh, we'll, we'll leave that to, to it's normally uh, Ian at the front who uh, makes that decision, depending on how far. But he's a drink. <laughs> By the way, um, Andy. Can I ask you a question? Sorry about all this. Sorry, Chris, for ruining your podcast. I know you've been very sensible. I've come in from the weather spoons and everything else. What is it you've done to this club since you've come back, which has been utterly amazing? And you <laughs> should take a lot of credit, mate. Seriously, I can't believe the difference that one person's made to this football club. And you are seriously that person. Oh, wow. Um, 
How do you answer that, Paul? <laughs> First of all, thanks for your very, very kind words. It's not all down to me. There's some, group, there's some really good people at the club. My role, I'm just absolutely thrilled to be back at a club that um, was great to me when I played, you know, hold close. And if I can help 1% and, you know, bringing the club together, reaching out to fans, doing things such as this, helping the community stuff, um, you know, that, that, that's part of my role. So <laughs> I'm, I'm quite taken aback by what you say. Um, I really appreciate what you say. I just love the club. I love the role. I love everything about the club. I get frustrated and cross and down in the dumps, just like you guys, you know, because you want the team to win every week and you want to play well. But you make a great point, Finn. You make, a, you know, things like the Tiger Feet walk, I think, epitomises what we are as a club, what we were as a club when I when I was there over many, many years. And I think we're getting back to true to our roots, you know, when it's, we're all in it together. We'll all, you know, go through the ups and the downs and the, the roller coaster rides of of results and performances and where you are in the league, et cetera, et cetera. But I actually think, and it sounds a little bit strange to say, I think we're more than we're more than that. And what we're going to be doing on Saturday again is 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 brilliant. And you quite rightly say shows the club for everything that it is. And let's grow, let's let's come together, let's enjoy the journey, wherever it takes us. But uh, now we're a special club. And I know it's easy for me to say that, but actually speak from the heart it is a it, it is a club that i just love and just want us to do well in everything that we can do yeah i amen to that mate and and and, and echo finney's words as well uh, james um excuse me uh, as well as doing we'll come back to the tiger fit walk in a minute but i just wanted to mention um the, the other thing you you've done which is quite big which is basically you founded non-league day which is another like the tiger fit walk has gone from an acorn to like a massive a massive yeah. tree. So, yeah, it was at the weekend. Um, and it was probably the biggest one we've done. I mean, we've had two and a half years off. Um, and to, you know, if you don't know what it is, it's just a day that we put on during an international break when all the big teams are off. And we just try and encourage people to go and watch their local non-league club instead. Because when I sort of set it up in... We've, we've lost him again. Snoopy thinks that he can talk about it. <laughs> Finney's got his dog. Finney's got his dog with it. Talk with him. Um, but yeah, I mean, while James comes back on, it's a great initiative, and um, I know he'll probably talk about this in a minute. But I know um, Uncle Albert <clears throat> used to play. Uncle Albert used to. I was just saying, James used to play for Harrowborough, didn't he? He returned to the club on Saturday, I believe. Well, yeah, he did um, a promotional video a week before the game. He wasn't actually there on Saturday, but he came down and, and did a whole video at the club last week saying, you know, all about how he, you know, developed there and been picked up and, you know, gone professional eventually. And yeah, it was great for him. He comes down whenever he can, I think. So the club have kept uh, good relations with him and he's always very happy to help. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a great one. I mean, obviously you must work with him quite a bit, Andy. Um, he's, he's like a, a breath of fresh air, isn't he? Well, that's because of the pandemic, I, I don't get, um, unfortunately, that's probably the one aspect of the club I don't get really involved in is on the, uh, up at the training ground. But, um, but Albert, you know, QPR fan, loves the club. Great as he goes back to his roots. Again, James, brilliant initiative. I've managed at that level uh, for, for many years. I've coached um, 
I find the non-league level a breath of fresh air. I really, really do. Um, so the more we can support that and clubs can reach out to the fans and the communities and encourage them to be part of what they're trying to do. Again, it's another great thing that uh, that James is involved in. So well done for that. Yeah. Thanks, Andy. He's got, he's got his fingers in a, in a lot of pies, hasn't he? Um, so no, I just... Can I ask a quick question here? Sorry, I, I know, Chris, you're trying to do a really good podcast here. And my job is to ruin it. Um, but James, do you reckon there's still a route for non-league players into the championship, into the football league, or has it all been? Is it so much harder for players? Well, as far as I'm aware, yeah. You think what you've seen? Yeah, well, I mean, at Harrow, our under-23 goalkeeper is on trial with Bournemouth at the moment, so there's uh, definitely the opportunity to progress. I would definitely say so. Um, I mean. And, you know, I mean, there's some real talent down there. I mean, Harrow again, there's a striker who's on course for scoring 40 goals this season. So keep an eye on him, James Ewington. And he said, yeah, please, keep can, you said, I... then, James, you're, you're like, you, you, you've got a foot in two camps, Harrow, Borough and QPR. That's yeah, I know. Right. Well, it's, yeah, because that's the way it was when I was growing up. You know, I started off QPR was my first game. Uh, the 8-1 went over crew that everyone remembers. No, that was my first ever it? match. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, then I sort of moved out to the suburbs um, when I was about 13 and Harrow was on my doorstep. And I'd always been into, you know, watching any football. It doesn't matter who it was. I would, if there was a chance to go to football, I'd go to football. And, you know, Harrow was on the doorstep as a teenager. You know, I'd save up my dinner money. I could go and watch them, you know, twice a week because QPR was a little bit out of my price range. <laughs> and uh, that's where I developed my sort of interest in non-league. And then I got back into QPR when I... Got a bit older and then, you know, it was a QPR pre-season tour with Neil Warnock that got me back into non-league when we went down to Tavistock and absolutely demolished them on the pitch, unfortunately for them. But the, it was a massive day. The fans turned out in, in huge numbers and it made a big difference to the people of Tavistock and their football club. Brilliant. That's great stuff. Listen, I'm Andy, I'm conscious that, you know, we're, we're keeping you here. So just uh, before you go... Uh, I'm OK. Say, I'm okay. Andy, stop doing that, Chris. Andy can stay as long as he wants. Andy. <laughs> I've got a question for you. Go on. When you signed for QPR, did you yeah. ever think in all these years later, all these decades later, you'd come back and do the role that you're doing and still be part of the club when people like Daphne are around and everything else? It's, it's mad, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it, it is mad. In, well, fine, in, a, in a straight answer to your question, no, you, you, I stepped up two leagues. Um, you know, people say about my career, I was very privileged, very fortunate, lucky boy, you know, to have the career that I had. QPR, the four and a half years I had there was by far and away the best time of my career. It really got me on the ladder to the success that I had. If you had said, you know, 30 years later, you'd be back in any role, <laughs> you know, whatever it was, you know, I would have probably said you're mad or, you know, and I paid money for that. When that call came six or seven years ago, um, from Ian Taylor at the time. Uh, took me about 20 seconds to say yes. I didn't even know what the role entailed. I just, you know, to be back involved in QPR, to try and help in any way that I could, the little way that I could. Uh, the role is growing, um, covers most aspects of, of the club. Um, but as I say, I'm just happy to do whatever people want me to do. And I love the interaction with the fans. I love the interaction with the community because... Say it again, you know, that's who we are. Without your fans, the, without the fans, the club, the clubs are, 
you know, I, I spoke to many fans during lockdown, some really challenging calls, but I wanted to do them when I got asked to do them. Um, you know, and what came through during the lockdown when fans couldn't come and watch their club uh, was football clubs need the fans for obvious reasons, but fans need their football club. Um, and that really shone through to me. I had some brilliant chats and difficult circumstances, um, you know, whether it was people in hospital, people who had lost a loved one, people who was just reaching out to wish them happy birthday and just saying, you know, we as a club now appreciate all your support over many, many years. I spoke to fans of being supporters of QPR for 60 years, 55 years. You know, they just love their club. And as I say, that's that's the part I really, really like is reaching out, being in touch with fans. Um, and as I say, I think the club have made big, big strides in the last five, six, seven years. I really, really do. Uh, on and off the pitch, there's some good people there. But I think whether it was the pandemic or um, that separated us, little bit from our fans since we've come back there seems a real togetherness I know that mirrors what happens on the field and we've had a good sort of 14 months uh, not great last month may I have but um <laughs> but um just delighted to play that part in in being a part of a, a, a great club that you guys are all part of we're all in this together and I'll say it again clubs without the fans there's not much left and also, as well, of course, you've got this great double act going with Nick London, um, <laughs> which, again, helped everyone through the pandemic, I think, you know, not to be too flippant. But, I mean, it was quite reassuring um, hearing your voices when the games were being played. How, 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 how did that come about, first of all? And it, it well, does it, seem like you're a, you're, a, you're a proper double act now. Well, I did a couple of... I've done a couple of things in the past, and someone within the club must have got wind of it, and they said... When I, we're now allowed to stream the games, would you, could you do it for us? And again, anything I can, um, I'm willing to do. Uh, Nick uh, is brilliant to work alongside, QPR fan over many, many years. And you know what? I said from day one, if, if I'm going to do this, it's not a, it's not a show. I, I commentate like a fan. So you'll probably hear in my voice sometimes I'm getting a bit... <laughs> Is you'll hear my voice when we uh, score, um, you know, and I, I think fans really appreciate that because it's it, it's genuine. It's not put on. I've got no sort of scripts to follow. I just purely it's, it's like I'm sitting next to you guys watching the game. You know, the the roller coaster ride. <laughs> You've got to be careful what you say, obviously. Um, but I try and say it as I see it to a degree, um, and obviously get very very excited if we've scored put in a really good performance and as I say you probably hear in my voice and I've got no shame in saying that I, I, I get a bit down if we, we haven't performed and we've lost but um, that's a, it's a great product Nick's great to work alongside very knowledgeable really good at what he does and the amount of sort of letters or messages I, I got during the pandemic people said you know what this is keeping us going well again you know if it, it's a small thing to do but a very important thing to do to be in touch with our fans to stay loyal to our fans give the service that they enjoy and as I say I just I just love it yeah no it's you know obviously the one thing you, you can't do because you are a club man through and through and you and you work for the club I mean you, I haven't said that you're not afraid to say well he should have done that better or he could have done that better but you obviously can't go too far and just like stick the boot into someone can you yeah yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you, there's a line I think you cannot cross. Um, 
listen, if we're poor, I'll say we're poor. And I think fans want you to say that. If we make an error or we haven't defended a set play, I will say that because if you don't, fans will go, oh, you know, he's, he's just saying what people want us to say. So I'll, I'll say that. I never try to criticise anyone individually, um, even though by how you say it, it'll come through that you're criticising someone individually. Um, you know, I've never had a game where people will say I have. I've never had a bad game in the back of the stands. Uh, so I kick every ball. I come home from games absolutely shattered. <laughs> but, you know, it's very easy when you're sitting in the stand to see things and why hasn't he done that? Why hasn't he seen that? Why hasn't he made that uh, decision? Why has he put that cross in the loft, etc., etc.? But you know what? <laughs> I did the same when I was playing. So, um, so yeah, so there's just the line. I'm really supportive of the club. I'm really supportive of the players. You'll hear me time and time again say about the, the, the fans and their backing. Um, and you know what? I just want us to be successful. We've had a few ups and downs over the years. We've had some really barren years for obvious reasons, but I actually think we're moving forward um, over the last couple of years anyway. Um, let's see where we go this season. You know, still eight to go. I'm sure you'll come onto the football a bit later on. We've had a bad month. But what a better way to to, to start a good run, a local derby um, on Saturday. Eight games to go. Let's see if we can get three points and as many points as we can and see where that takes us come the 7th of May. Yeah. When you did the commentary, I mean, and what got me through lockdown, sorry, Chris, was, was oh, the commentary. But um, do you think there's certain referees, and we're not going to name them, are we, Chris? Because I'd be wrong. Absolutely not. No. They don't like us and give very very strange decisions when we're playing that when you're coming through you must think that's weird I mean we know yeah. who we're talking about we won't name them but there yeah, are ref- did you find that as a player as well seriously Andy there's uh, certain referees that just don't like uh, you no uh, as a as, as a player Paul you'd, you'd, you'd see the referee for the day and you've either got a good rapport with him or you know he's he's looking for certain things you know that before the game um, but I tend to sit back I'm not one I'm not one to hire or not one to moan about, uh, you know, an offside goal that wasn't offside because I think we forget sometimes that we've got away with a couple as well. And I could name the games and I could name the... Um, so I think we've been on the, the wrong end of some decisions this year. But you know what? I think the old cliche, it evens itself out, does it really? I'm not quite sure if that's the case. But once it's done, you've got to get on with it and it's how you perform. Things go against you. Just like any 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 walk of life, you'll something will happen during the day. You, you, you either use it as an excuse, or you roll your sleeves up and get on with it, and you you get you get past it, you know, in the next game or during the game. So, uh, but yeah, I know I know what you're saying. I probably know who you're thinking about two or three in my mind anyway. But um, James, do you want to come in and ask Andy a question before we? Um, before a central we one. Ooh. Uh, well, I suppose just going back to Tiger Feet, which has been the walk you've enjoyed the most? Well, which has been the walk I've enjoyed the most? Uh, the, the, the easy answer would be say everyone, because I think everyone's the same, but everyone's different. You you, you walk with a similar people or um, you'll have different stories told to you. Um, I enjoyed the walk to Fulham. Can you remember when we did it in the snow? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that was freezing. I've, I've never been as cold at a football game as that game when we finished. I was okay when I was walking. I think it was when he sat down in the stadium at Fulham that... Um, By the way, Andy, before you, before you do go, I just want to say... Just yet, but what I always say is James and Chris. Yeah. 
people on this podcast don't know, all right? I've done these walks for a long time ago. You'll never big yourselves up. But I want, at some point in this Tiger Cup, for you two to get a round of applause for everything <laughs> you've done. Because I'm not embarrassing you. It wouldn't happen without you two and Dave McIntyre and what you have done and the way you've changed the whole community has been amazing. So seriously, Chris and James, I appreciate what you've done. Every QPR fan appreciates what you've done and keep doing it. And um, just find a pub on Saturday I can stop into in a way. <laughs> okay, well, thanks very much. I appreciate that. Okay, but I was just going to mention a little more about the Tiger Cubs then we'll just um, come on to one more question from Andy. No, I just like Connor Bagginall is um, the guy who's... Um, looks after the the team on the pitch like the, the the kids and the young adults on the pitch um he was going to come on the podcast tonight but he's he's he just turned 21 and his parents whisked him off to tenerife so we'll we'll, we'll let him off that but just a few Hi. words that he said i'd just like to read he just said um first of all qpr uh, deliver the most down syndrome specific sessions in the country which is pretty impressive I mean, there's a lot of football clubs in the country who now have their own team for, for kids and young adults with Down syndrome, but ours, um, by all accounts, is the most productive. And just to, to explain where the money uh, raised from the walk goes, it will help fund travel costs for tournaments in the summer, hire the next, hire the best specialist staff to work with the Cubs and also fund kit and equipment. Um, and basically, he said, put quite simply, without the funds raised by the walk, the Tiger Cubs would not be able to operate properly. So I know times are hard for everyone in the, the minute, but if you, if you have got a spare five anywhere, Google Tiger Feet 12, as Lois mentioned earlier, and um, you, you'll be able to um, you'll be able to donate. Um, so, yes, Andy, I was going to say uh, before you go or if, if Finney keeps you prisoner, we'll see what happens. But um, it's nearly 30 years ago since um, that first Premier League game. Um, believe it or not. I'm, I'm sorry if that makes you feel old. It certainly does me. Um, and it was in the poster. <laughs> oh, yes. And that, that was quite a significant game for you, wasn't it? It certainly was. Um... You know, if someone had said that night, we would be, um, you know, the, the the league would be what it is now. Um, would have, I would have sort of disagreed, you know, we never saw what was going to happen. But, you know, that night up in Man City, first Monday night game, special. You sense something was quite different, you know, but again, the team I was playing in was an exceptional team, really was a great team, you know, full of... Great men, first of all, you know, the, the likes of Ray Wilkins and Alan McDonald and, you know, people like that were just super guys to be around. You learn so much from them. I played my part. You know, Les was coming through as a top, top striker. Uh, we had two of the best fullbacks, I thought, in the country at the time, and Willow and Dave Bardsley. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm missing people out, but we had a great team. So we, we used to go anywhere and fancy our chances. Um, so it was no surprise that we were in that season, finished top London club. You know, used to relish playing the big boys or the so-called big boys at Loftus Road, as it was known then. You know, the atmosphere was brilliant. Um, so, yeah, it was um, it was special times all those years ago. You know, I the media sometimes give me things to look back at and it, it takes you back a little bit. And I find myself getting a little bit... Um, I did something a few weeks ago and I was a little bit sort of choked up because you, you think of the your mates at the time that sadly are no longer with us. You see your mates at the time that you've lost touch with a little bit. You see some of the great players you play with that you are, you still are in touch with and you have a game of golf. And and what we do, Chris, uh, we, we when we're together, we just laugh. We played at a great time where it was fun to play. Um, someone says, do you know, you wish you played now? Probably for the obvious reasons, you might go, yes. 
but and we we played at a great time. Um, it was fun to play, and it comes back to where we start when you asked me about signing for QPR. You know, it was a club that set me on the road to where I got to. Uh, without QPR, without the support I got, without the fans behind me, who knows? Might not have, might not have achieved everything I achieved. So. Uh, I've got so much to thank QPR for, and that's why it's so great to be back at the club and serving. But uh, so I've answered that question in a really roundabout way. Um, Thirty years ago, seems like yesterday, but I can remember every detail of it. Certainly, the goal is probably the most watched goal I I get shown, and because of the the occasion against Man City. But um, no, fantastic times, great team I played in, absolutely brilliant team with a great manager, Jerry Francis, at the time. Absolutely superb. Loved it. Special times of my life. Yeah. Do I see the, sorry, Chris. Again, sorry, Chris. Do I see the other day, Chris? I don't know if you've seen this in James and Chris. There was Andy's first goal was on um, YouTube the other day. So I think it was QPR Retro or someone put it up. And it's almost like you can, you come from Brentford, obviously, like from Middlesex, pro, join, come to West London, which is nice. Going past the border. It almost looked like you couldn't believe you scored, and to have that moment, you were just like jumping for joy for about twenty minutes. Yeah. Do you remember, Andy? Yeah, I do. Uh, you know what? If you walk me onto the pit, I could probably go within a foot. No, where I hit that shot from me, and it wasn't that I couldn't believe I'd scored. I think you know what? When you doesn't matter if you're twenty, thirty years ago, or if you're now, you join a club and you step up two levels. First thing you've got to do, you've got to prove to yourself you can do it. You've got to prove to your teammates you can do it. You've got to prove to your manager that uh, he was right to go and sign. And you've got to prove to the fans that, you know what, th- th- this this kid might be a decent player. So it was just, a, it's not that I couldn't believe I scored. It was probably a relief. Uh, and a, it, it's almost like, you know what, it's an announcement of here I am. That's what I can do. And hopefully there's more to come. Um, so yeah, so I can first goal. I remember, as I say, if you, if I was with you on Saturday and you said, "Show me where you scored," I'd probably take you to the foot. Um, I'll do that. I'll do that Saturday. I'll, I'll take the good love. We'll down the down the pitch. That was it. Was was that your debut, Andy? Was that? First- I signed on a Thursday um, with Trevor Francis. Um, I signed on a Thursday. I remember being asked by a reporter. Um, on the Friday, I think we were going up with Sheffield Wednesday. He said, uh, uh, we've signed you, you're stepping up two leagues. When do you think you'll make your debut? I said, tomorrow. And he looked at me for you cocky so-and-so. But I had I had real confidence in my own ability. I was coming on a high. You know, Brentford, we had just got the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. I had 13 goals behind me that season. I was coming into... Uh, personally, I knew I was playing well. I just needed someone. I just wanted someone to take the plunge, Trevor Francis. Thanks, Trevor, for for backing your judgment. Um, and that sort of set me off. You know, we were third bottom at the time with 10 games to go. I think I came into the club. I think Peter Reed Backman had just signed Colin Clark. And I think we we won something like seven out of the last 10 games. I was lucky enough to score home debut, scored another three, I think. Um, we finished the season really, really well. So um, that was just great. Listen, when you, you've been in the lower leagues, you want the chance to play in the big time. QPR gave me that chance for the big time. And, you know, that's why I'm so grateful. Love my time at the club. Brilliant. Well, we will get, let you go now, contrary to popular opinion from Finney. <clears throat> but thank you. So- I, want to hear, I want his prediction of Fulham. We've got to beat them, people. 
Yeah. <clears throat> Are we going to do it, Andy, against Fulham? Well, you know what? People will look at form, and I, I, I don't look at form. You know, we, we, we saw that a few weeks ago. We look at a, a lot of people might look at league tables. We play Peterborough, haven't won for 15 games, bottom of the league. But if you're not right as a team, individually, collectively, don't matter who you play, you'll come unstuck. Let's make sure we've gone into the international break. Everyone comes back fit. We're prepared. We're ready. And you know what? This might sound really, really strange. I can't think of a better game. Atmosphere will be great. I sometimes think QPR are better when we're the underdog. Um, so let's get out the traps. Let's get into Fulham. Let's make the game hot for them. Let's respect them for who they are and what they are and where they are. But let's not respect them too much because we're on it. We're a good side. Let's bring the crowd into play. And let's go and do all we possibly can to get three points. And uh, and who knows, eight games to go, get as many points as we can. Let's hope we're celebrating at the end of the season in some capacity. Um, but yeah, all all to look forward to. Um, but I'd just like to say before I do go, you know, thanks to to you and your listeners and all the cute off for you. It's not a throwaway kind. It's incredible support since the lockdown in particular. It's been absolutely superb. Stay with the boys now. We need you more than ever. That's what I would be saying. Uh, that's on the pitch, off the field. Keep getting behind everything that we do at the club, the initiatives, the community trust. You guys, absolutely fantastic what you've done and what you have done. And I see this growing and growing and growing. It's a brilliant cause. I'm delighted to play my part along with many other people. I look forward to seeing you guys on Saturday. Let's have a good time. Let's have a good walk. Let's raise as much money as we can for the Tiger Cubs. Fabulous. Thanks so much, Andy. Thanks, we'll, guys. We'll let you go. Take care. Cheers. Absolute pleasure. Cheers, Andy. Cheers, Andy. Bye-bye. Cheers. What a man. Anyway, let's get back to Fulham. So, James, um, what are we thinking? Andy said it's the, it, it's the perfect game for us. Um, do you agree? Well, yes and no. Um, I agree with him. I agree with him from the fact that, you know, when we look a bit down and out and we are the underdogs, we do really pull it out sometimes and especially in a division like the championship where pretty much anything is possible at any time i mean our record against fulham is pretty poor so i'm not hugely it's, it's worse than that james yeah well you know being diplomatic here so i mean mm. if we are to get something i can't see more than like a one nil which would be brilliant um but you know a draw i'd take just anything to avoid being humiliated at home again because we don't turn up at all in these games and it's it's quite embarrassing yeah amen to that well, well charlie austin issued like issued like a, a rallying call earlier this week um you know just, just basically saying we can do this we can we can get behind this we can win this would you start him i mean we may not have a choice regardless but would you would you start him james well, that's a very good question. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Charlie, but I mean, I saw him in the Peterborough game and he was, you know, a bit off the pace, shall we say. Um, yeah. There was that half chance that came to him almost straight away, or maybe even better than a half chance, and he, he didn't get anywhere near. But, you know, I'm not one for knocking players. Um, yeah, you know, this could be, you know, cometh the hour, cometh the man, the big Charlie Austin appearance, his big comeback to get him, get him cracking again. And, you know, if he, he scored, it would probably, you know, raise the roof, the morale of the team would shoot up. And, yeah, I mean, I'd give him a go. I mean, why not? Yeah, me, me too. Finney? You know what? It's a weird... I've watched... Listen, you know me, I, I never sit in the fence. I don't believe in splinters. Um, 
And I think with Charlie, we've got to remember what he's done for the club, how he came back, how he galvanised everything. And we don't know what's going on in people's personal lives. You know, they're human beings. You know, it's 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 difficult. And I, I you know, fans have got a right to the opinion. Christ, I'm just a van driver that's a fan. I mean, James, you, you're a fan. Chris, you're a fan. You know, we've all got opinions. I'm not sure Charlie's the best person to throw in. So he always seems to get it all, but yes, back to the original question, get back on track, Paul. Um, God, I'm talking to myself as a third person, it's always annoying. I think the film game is made for Charlie Austin, it's made for that kind of statement, it's made for that kind of like defensive kind of would it be great to have that derby moment of Wembley at Loftus Road, Kai and Prince did you know, just bring it just one shot, one goal, one win. And then if we make the playoffs, wouldn't that be brilliant? But if we don't make the playoffs, we've still had a brilliant season and we're still building and we're building the community. I know there's things going on off the pitch like that aren't great sometimes and stuff like that. But, you know, I think Fulham Saturday is a rallying call and everyone should rock that stadium from the first minute to the last minute, whatever happens, because there's only one West London club. And let's remind everyone of that. It's us. Simple as that. Excellent. Uh, and James, where do you stand on Lyndon Dykes? Hasn't played for us for <clears throat> an eternity, and then has like 25 minutes with Scotland last night. Yeah, that is a very strange one. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say really. Um, if he's fit, he should be in the squad at least. But there's obviously something going on we don't know about for that to be happening. Because given the options or lack of, why is he not in the squad? If he's well, said, for Scotland, they, they said he was injured, but um, you know, and that he, you know, he was he didn't play for the first Scotland game. Um, but you know, he, he was. I don't I think he had had he started training with the under 23s. No, I don't think he didn't. I mean, there's two no. ways, you know, there's, there's one that, yes, what you said, it's like, hang on, hang on, mate, you know, you, you're not fit enough to play for us, but you can turn up to Scotland. The other one, I guess, you could say is that, well, if he is going to play on Saturday, he's got 25 minutes under his belt and an international friendly, which is maybe better than having half an hour, uh, under his belt for the under 23s, Paul. Yeah, it's 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 odd. I don't know what the rules are with with UEFA and, and friendlies and who says what on the club and country to be. I mean, there's there's, there's things if a player is even reasonably fit and the, the club didn't send them, then there could be a reaction to that that involves the club, you know, not able to play the player for games. And I get I get all that. Um, if he's fit enough, why not give it a go? You know, do we go? Do we try two forwards and sadly we've got not listen. We've got nothing to lose, have we? Absolutely, this is a free hit for us, and we've got to use that to our strengths, and we've got to use that to the best of our ability. Thinking no one expects us to win, everyone thinks we're going to get battered, they always batter us. I'm bloody sick of it, absolutely <laughs> hate it. I don't like the fans, I don't like the picnic backs they bring to the ground, I don't like the fact that they lord it over us and sing that stupid song that's happening again. Shove it up them one shot. One goal, three points. Thank you very much. You might be going to the Premiership. We not, we might not be joining you, but we've stopped the rot. Do that. But yes, I would maybe go, just go for a Saturday. It's a free hit. We've got nothing to lose. Do you think this could be the moment that like one of these young strikers really breaks through and is given a chance off the bench or something, like Sinclair Armstrong? Um, I know a lot of people have been saying, oh, where is he? Why isn't he getting a chance? Mm. I mean, I went to see the under-23s yesterday. And he wasn't even in the squad, so you know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Could James. be the time. Then what you, fear, you know, you could go for it. But James, it worries me sometimes because 
football's changed. Do you remember years ago with a player called Kevin Kingsball, who was absolutely scoring for fun at the Rangers youth team and went to the, the reserve team and, and, and nothing really became of him because they left him too long. They didn't play him. You know, sometimes it's, it's hard for youth team players. Do you play them soon and risk it? And then if it does something wrong, do the fans right. get on the back? Or do you leave it too late where they the, the chance is gone and yeah. the, the, like Nicky Ball, whatever, Bill, sorry. You know, the thing, it's, it's a really hard one to predict. But why, listen, as I keep saying, it's a free hit. Whatever it takes to win the game Saturday, I think I've got a plan, you know. I reckon if we, we do the, the walk on Saturday and we kind of like hang around the net for a while, did you see that video the other week of the guy came on, he was warming up and he kicked the ball off the line, they all chased him. We could do something like that. <laughs> you know, you but listen, it's going to be a bloody hard game Saturday. They're a good side. They're, they're a hard side. They're, they're, I don't like to say it, but they deserve to be where they are. But let's take them down a peg. Let's, let's do it. And whatever that takes. Sinclair, I think, is a great prospect, by the way. I hear so many good things about him. But it's when the time is right, I guess. And you've got to trust the manager to know that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Right. Before we come on to our end, just a quick, um, I think we've all we've all said maybe we'll, we'll take a 1-0 against Fulham. So that will do for that. But where, where do we, in our heart of hearts, where do we think we're going to finish this year, James? Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I've not really approached the season with any kind of expectations. I think we're massively overachieving. Um, the fact that we've been up and around the top six all year is amazing, I think. Um it would be very disappointing if we sort of fell out right at the last minute. But at the same time, do I want us to go up? Do I want us to go to the Premier League right now? The last three seasons we had up there were pretty rubbish. Every point is very, very hard won. And you know you're going to lose most of your games. Whereas in the Championship, you know, as I've said, anything is possible. You can win any game. You win more than you lose. And it's, it's fun. But, you know, we're still well in there. Um, you know, after we beat Luton, we were right up there and they were outside the, the top six. I think they were down in eighth. And a week later, we were eighth and they were third. So mm-hmm. everything's there very much to be played for. Yeah. So, you know, this could be the game, the make or break game, the deciding game. If we beat Fulham, then that's the platform and we just push on from there. So, yeah, the stakes are high, but, you know, we've still got plenty to play for. That's the spirit, son. Finney? I like what Jim said. Yeah. I have I have talked a lot of old cack in this podcast tonight, and I'll be the first to say it. But James has summed it up brilliantly. This could be the game to launch our season, the game of all seasons, a game that could just be the the. Yeah, we'll probably lose, won't we? No. Um, <laughs> yeah, why not? You know, I just. But wouldn't it be so QPR? The most QPR thing to do in the whole world would be lose against Peterborough three times in a season, and then beat Fulham. That's Rangers, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, I can't disagree with any of that either. So, um, right. How's <laughs> then, James? Um, well, we've talked about Tiger Cubs. We've talked about the Saturday match. Um, I, as I said, I alluded to just now that I went to see the under-23s yesterday. Um, they're playing at Loftus Road or Kyme Prince Foundation Stadium next week. So just a quick plug, you know, if you're around, I always say go and watch the under-23s if you can. As I say, they're playing at HQ next week. I think it's usually pay on the gate, whatever you want. So it's a, you know, it's a good free, you know, next to free afternoon of watching good football at our main stadium. So give it a go. Brilliant. Okay. Well, I'm just going to echo what we've said um, 
previously because this podcast, you know, were invited James on specifically and Andy as well um, to talk about the Tiger Cubs. Um, and yeah, I, I hope it's uh, first of all, I hope it's not raining <laughs> selfishly. Um, and and I, I know for a fact that for the, for, the, for, the, for the players, for the kids, for the young people who are in that team, it's their favourite day of the year when they get to walk around Loftus Road Stadium. And, and, and I, every time, both sets of fans always give them the round of applause they deserve. And uh, I'm sure there'll be a few tears in the eyes. But yeah, if you, if you can spare anything, then um, Google Tiger Feet 12. And we're, we're going to play out the podcast with uh, just a little message from one of their players called Sam. Um, which is a really sweet message. So we're going to play that right at the end of the podcast. So that's mine. So Finney, over to you. Well, just to follow on from what you were saying, Chris, which is basically, you know, this club is about making a difference. This club is about community. This club is about being one and one of our own. And the Tiger Cubs are one of our own. So 10p, 20p, 20 quid, 5 quid, 1 quid, whatever. Just if you've had a good day Saturday and Rangers have done okay or not done okay, just remember, these kids rely on us. And whenever we can spare to help them and make them part of the QPR family, it's going to be worth it. So dig deep, but you're digging deep for the really, really good reason. And remember that. They're one of us. They're one of our own. We'll look after them. Well said, that man. OK, thanks for listening. And we'll leave you with Sam. Thank you. Hi, my name is Sam. In the past year, I have done a lot of Lewixes. I have also done some DSC sports. I have also had really good fun with the QPR Tiger Cubs quizzes. Wow, they were so fun. And also... I completely loved it when we did our competition against Fulham. That was amazingly good fun. And also, I loved socialising with everyone in the quizzes and the competition. And also, QPR means the best to me. Not only is it a really good area to play football, Throughout lockdown, it's meant a lot. It's helped me do different things, be more sociable, and I loved it. Thank you, and I love QPR.